Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name's Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. On today's episode, I want to welcome Bob Doyle, who's known to most as the Law of Attraction teacher who's been featured in the movie The Secret, an expert teacher who strongly believes in presenting the Law of Attraction in a clear and scientific manner. Bob prioritizes the significance of creative self-expression, passion, and purpose. His main aim is to help people truly connect to what they love and to find their passion. I really enjoyed this chat with Bob. We went on a few tangents. We got to talk about The Matrix, which is my favorite film ever, and uh, ironically, Bob's as well, so it was great. But it was a really interesting interview. We got to delve into breaking down our mindset, looking into purpose, passion, meaning, what is it that makes us want to get out of bed in the morning, and how can we tap into that? Highly recommend you listen. It's a bit shorter than most of our interviews. It's about 35 minutes, so I think you'll get a lot out of it. And just another reminder that the Movie Mind book is now available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com book. And the Movie Mind community group is now live. We have all of our courses, programs, events, topics, video interviews, and a whole lot more. And you can find that at moveyourmind.me. Bob, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And was just actually talking to you about simulation before, which um, hopefully we can even touch on that in today's interview. I'm obsessed with all the simulation theories and all that kind of stuff. So I already like you that, that we brought that up. So thanks for thanks for making the time. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, so I guess just before we go into everything, can you just give a, um, a you know, we'll go into deeper into um, your, your your background and what you do, but can you just give a, a, a brief overview of, of yourself and, and, and what you do just so our listeners can can get a bit of a background? Yeah. I, so most people know me for my work in the movie and the film, The Secret, which is a law of attraction film. So I've basically been in the conversation of helping people to quote unquote, re- create their reality, you know, uh, with intention for 20 years or so. But about three years ago, I shifted my attention from the law of attraction and all of its nuances and the energy and the vibration and all that stuff that it, that was just a- absolutely boggling everybody's mind and slowing them down to like, to neuroplasticity and the fact that we can change our brain. Because really, when I'm when I took a big picture look at it, it's like, whether they're using the law of attraction or any other technique, to transform, if the transformation is going to last, it's going to be because their brain was rewired to support that new behavior and that new way of being and the results. So why not just go right into what rewires the brain and like bypass all that? Look, I'm not anti-law of attraction or anything, but people got way too focused on it. It's just not necessary to understand all the ins and outs of it. There's action we need to take. There's clarity we need to have. We use our brain to to imagine who we want to be and let the let the biology commence. Yeah, it's interesting, but I mean, and I mean, law of attraction, sort of, from my understanding, that would come about from you know doing the rewiring that you're talking about, or from creating these new patterns because if we decide that we're going to behave in a certain way every day that's going to naturally mean um 
subconsciously even behaving in a way that these things that we're trying to attract are going to come to us if it's in line with you know what we're wanting to achieve is that sort of that's how some exactly. of it works see that's the logical viewpoint of it that that's exactly yep. what happens yep. we, we need to do the behavior so many so many people are focused on the you know the external when they learn about oh i can create whatever they they focus on the stuff and they don't focus on who they need to be to attract and maintain that stuff which is why you know the whole lottery you win the lottery and then they it's gone and almost instantly the money because they're not the person who maintains that money and forget all the energy and the vibration stuff which is what we said for years they didn't create bank accounts they didn't create assets they don't know anything about investing they're not a person who maintains one million dollars so how do you do that? Well, you learn what those people do and you become that person. You use their behavior. You get rid of old stories about why you can't have it or why it has to be magic. Mm -hmm. And and then you, you take the logical actions, however long it takes to become that person, which requires your brain to change. And you, you need to, like I said, give up old stories about why, you know, uh, this is why I'm where I'm at. Okay, great. Stop telling that story. Let's create some new ones that actually are good for your brain. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. So I guess like if I do, I, I, yeah, it'd be interesting to ask you an example in my own life because I know I've fallen into that a lot of the time. You know, I'm in mental health and had my own negative stories and still battle with that. And I guess an example for me would be with, you know, whenever I get overwhelmed and I look at where I thought I should be and where my business is and where I am with my acting career, I can think, I can go on these tangents and think I feel stuck. I'm overwhelmed. I can't handle everything. How am I going to get there? I'm looking at other people and where they're going and you get so frustrated and you just feel like how on earth am I ever going to get there? Because the things I'm trying to do, I don't have enough time in every day. I don't have the resource, the people around and you get so stuck. So in that sort of situation, when you feel like, okay, no matter what I do, I just cannot, I know where I want to go, but I, I can't get there because I don't have the, resource the ability or the knowledge to to do any more than what i'm currently doing even though i know where i want to go like what would be are you able to give me some you know tips on in that situation what what would be you know based on what you're talking about what what the approach would be well it, it's if anybody is going after something in their life and they don't know how they're going to do it but they've seen other people accomplish it you look at what they did and if they did something that you don't know how to do guess what you need to learn how to do it Go to school, take a class, do a seminar, whatever. There's This is the whole thing. When people get into this manifesting conversation, they just want to visualize and then it just happens somehow. Well, how how is that going to, how are you going to be that person with all of that knowledge and experience and wisdom and value to give if you don't take the journey? You got to take the mm -hmm. journey. You got to have the ups and the downs and all of that stuff. And ideally, you take those what we call downs and you say, thank you for that information. That's good feedback. Now I know how to adjust. This is how anything gets accomplished in the world. There's iterations. There's quote unquote failure. There's feedback. And we make adjustments. Technology. It's thousands of iterations and mistakes and feedback. And yet somehow when we come to our own personal development, we give ourselves a set amount of time, a set amount of tries or whatever, and then yeah. we decide, well, I guess it's just not for me or the universe doesn't want it for me or it's just something like that. That just it, There's no logic to that. We've just learned that behavior. We've learned that specifically about ourselves and our abilities, but that's not how life and learning works. And, and I guess, you know, a part of that is um, this whole thing of trusting the process and 
not having to be so fixated on you know where and how we need to to get there and and you know comparison comes into that a lot because i know again if i look at my own life and what i've learned and what i've seen in other people it's it's like the john lennon quote you know life um only makes sense backwards but must be lived forwards and a lot of things when you're in the thick of things it can be two years later and you look at it and you think oh thank thank fuck that thank fuck that those things I wanted to work then did not work and that I failed and that I went through that struggle because if it did work, it wouldn't have connected and built into this thing that's 10 times, you know, bigger and better. So, but it's so hard to do that. You know, you got to really believe in yourself. In the moment, it's hard to do it. But when you start to do it and trust, you'll build that muscle of trust. When it's a, it's a habit to second guess ourselves and to do all that comparing. We've, we've learned that and we can unlearn it. Mm, so see, mm, this is the thing mm. about focusing on internal versus external. If we're looking at all the stuff out there, who's doing what, where we are in the journey, what's happening out there, we're missing the point. We are the journey. We're, we're you know, and it will take as long as it takes. It's perfect. Like you said, it's all, it, it, we say around here all the time, it's all divine because we don't, we never know how that crappy thing that is happening to us now is going to serve us in huge ways later. But it, it yep. absolutely can. So we may as well just take it as in and not make it mean that life is over. That's a decision that we make to make it mean something negative. But we can also make it mean something positive. But we just haven't learned to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a big thing for me is even when things are going well, it, it's that comparison thing. It'll be thinking, well, you know what, like uh, I am get I'm, I'm actually on the path I want to be on. I'm achieving what I want. But what about that other person I need to, and my friend that's doing that and I'm getting older. I thought I was meant to do blah, blah, blah by this age. And what if this, and what if that it's so hard to break out of all of that thinking it's, it's incredibly difficult. But what's happening is you're thinking from the present. You're, you're thinking like, this is, it's you, your current wiring, thinking all those thoughts, what we want yeah. when I'm working with people, it's like all those thoughts and what you want to, you know, when you're creating your vision, you're creating it from the future, you, the empowered, you, the one who doesn't do that anymore, who, the one who's given up all those stories and you get to imagine what that would be like. Yeah. You don't necessarily know, but you get to make it up. See, this is the thing about our brain. It's mm. freaking amazing and ready to just learn whatever. But we have to throw we have to throw information at it consistently. Like when we learn to walk and when we learn to talk and when we learn to do anything, it was consistent rep repetition, repetition, repetition until it was wired and then it's second nature. What we're doing here with personal transformation is exactly the same thing. We cannot just take an hour in the morning to do a meditation and look at our vision board and then let all of our subconscious programming rule the rest of our day, submit to our autopilot behavior, yeah. rationalize it, and then go back and expect for anything to happen. It's biology. Your brain has to change and you have to do what it takes to make it change. And most of the time we're perpetually keeping it where it is with the same subconscious or conscious conversations you know, that are limiting or disempowering or going to keep us where we are and, and prevent us from taking the action to go where we need to be. I think that's such a good point because, you know, I mean, obviously the health and wellness, you know, mindfulness industry is gigantic and people, you know, are getting fed information about you do this or if you take this time out or you do this, this will solve all of your problems. And I think, you know, meditation, exercise, all of these different things that I advocate for are very important. I train every day, but they're, they're not going to be things as a standalone, you know, pursuit that are going to change everything for you. Like what you're saying, it can all, it can almost, if you become, you can, you know, become addicted even to those in the same way you would with alcohol to replace, to push down whatever the thing is. So 
Um, I, I think what you're saying is so important that we need to really get honest with ourselves and, and realize every minute of the day, hang on, let's, you know, let, let's be honest about what, what I'm actually, you know, where my brain's going here. All of those practices you mentioned, the visualization and the meditation and exercise and all of it are there ideally to support a healthy brain so that it can behave and function the way you want, being well rested. All of these things that people go, well, I don't need more than four hours of sleep. Yeah, you do. You need more. You think you don't because mm -hmm. you're functioning. But, but if you only knew how much more efficient you could be, how much more creative, how much more open, how much just better you would feel if you just did what your brain needed to take what it got in during the day and then process it properly when you're doing these types of exercises. Again, your brain is ready to receive. When you were born, age zero to seven, you were just saying yes to everything because you didn't know how to mm -hmm. assess and evaluate. So you just said yes to everything. And that's why your beliefs that you have now seem like the truth because they got in there with no resistance and they were fortified year after year, decade after decade sometimes. And now you wake up and you go, okay, I am absolutely committed to change. Well, you got a journey ahead of you because you've got some rewiring to do and it's really deep. But it's so, so this is the reason most people don't succeed is because that gets really uncomfortable pretty fast and people don't like to be uncomfortable. And then they rationalize, oh, this is too uncomfortable. And then they go back to that other discomfort of mediocrity. So if they could just understand that discomfort is a part of learning anything, like a new language or any, a recipe, it doesn't matter. You don't know it, it's a little bit of discomfort. So you, but you celebrate the discomfort because it means I'm at the growth period. I'm, I'm there now if I can just push and push a little more and push a little more and I do it all the time, then that, It'll, I'm going to expand my comfort zone. It'll be less and less uncomfortable to be this person. But to understand that that discomfort is normal and it doesn't mean you mm -hmm. fail. It doesn't mean it's going to be hard forever. And it doesn't mean the universe doesn't want it for you. It means you're on the journey. Good. Keep going. Congratulations. Exactly. And I mean, I think that's why most people don't make these changes because we're living in this world where we want instant results, we want instant gratification we hear all of these different stories and bits of information that aren't really accurate. We're just seeing, you know, the sort of the periphery of what people are going through. And, and that's the thing. It's like, it's like saying, Oh, I want to go and, you know, get a six pack and, or I want to, I want to go and, you know, compete in the Olympics, but I don't want to have to train for it. I don't want to go through pain. I don't want to create daily habits. Like it's not possible. And this is the same thing, but I think the sad thing is, um, even like there's one, it's hard enough to get someone to a point of having the awareness about that. And then even when you have the awareness and even if you have all the intention to do it, it's still highly unlikely that a lot of people are going to stick to, to doing it because it's so difficult. So it's like, yes. it's a tricky thing. Yeah. Yes. Because the, the chemistry involved is huge. When you have an emotional response, yeah. that's a, that's a chemical event. And depending on the response, I mean, it can take you over. So just like you said, yeah, you can be aware all day. Yep. I'm in autopilot, but I, I I'm going to do what I always do. So that's why, I mean, yeah. If yeah. You yeah. Do this solo. If you try to do this solo, your odds, are, the odds are way against you. And it's not just because we need to sell coaching and stuff. It's because you're going to reach your limits of your wiring. And if you don't have some other resource, somebody else to say, Hey, that's not true. That's just wiring. Let's think about a thousand other ways about this, about what you're thinking about that's limiting in an unlimited way. Let's, you know, and just, we need that. We absolutely need somebody else's point of view or some kind of support to go through this because it is going to get uncomfortable. And if you, if it's just you, I promise you, 
your lifetime of wiring is going to give you the perfect logical hmm. rational reason to not go any further you're wasting time you're wasting money these people that's not going to happen it's not for you you've never had any experience you've got a whole lifetime of evidence that it's not going to happen so you just step back but if somebody can say hey that's just wiring look at this guy look at this guy's story there's so many stories out there of inspiration of people who took a way tougher journey than you're ever going to take and and did amazing things. And how did they do it? They became the person who was gonna get those results. R regardless of their current circumstances, they gave up those stories and they said, this is who I am. And so little by little, the actions of that person are going to get different results than the person who justifies why they're there and things will have to change. When you change your actions out in the world, not just in your head and in a meditation, but out in the world, the world has no choice but to respond. They're not just gonna, it's going to happen. So change begins and you grow out of your current condition and into one that is more appropriate to who you're being then. But you got to be consistent with it. Yeah, I, I love that. And I've been listening to the book. I just finished listening to Atomic Habits and um, by James Clear. And a lot of the stuff you're, you're talking about, it really resonated. And, and just talking about how, you know, it's it, it's also not about even if we have these goals, it doesn't really matter what the goal is. It's about what are we going to do day to day? How are we going to live our life? Because if we're just attached to outcomes, then even if we do achieve it, it's like, okay, we get there. You know, I, I experienced this last year, actually. I had, I was trying to get a book deal for a while, got this book deal, published this book with a, you know, great publishing company, good results. Literally one day later, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, that's done. And I got yeah. depressed. I'm like, well, yeah, this sucks. I, I, I want to make my own film now. Why haven't I not made my own film? This is just a book. I'm like, this is crap. Like, I got to do something more. And <laughs> it's just, it's a shit, it's a shit feeling. You're just like, wait, that's never going to go away if you don't deal with, you know, like, if you don't deal with yourself. Yeah, you, you got to enjoy the journey. Again, that journey you're going to take, which is not optional, it's going to take. So you may as well love it. You know, you may as well. Just, <laughs> that's wow, a, I, I love that. Whole, yeah. I get the whole experience of being human, the ups and the downs. It's like, I'm going to live a full life and all of this and always continually to, and knowing ahead of time that when you reach that goal, if you haven't got something next, you're going to have that little empty feeling, or it's time to just embrace the fact that it's time to evolve. It is, see, this is the thing. It is our nature as human beings to expand. We're part of an ever expansing mm -hmm. universe. We're not separate from it. We're expansive and we're creative. And if we're not expanding and if we're not creating, if we're not honoring that creative spark that's inside us, that's when we start seeing depression and anxiety and resentment and fear and disease and all of it. Because we're here to express ourselves and to have that, to, to live that passion. That's why we've been placed here and, and we have it. And again, we've been given what we need to create it. The problem is the first seven years, we get some faulty programming and then we may or may not ever learn that we can undo it. But I'm telling you right now, you can do it. And you can't unlearn that now. So see, the thing is, it's like people are so used to trying so many things to change that they're having this, we're having this conversation. It's like, well, will that work for me? That's the problem with the industry. The most simple thing your brain can change. Are you a human? Yes. Then it will work for you. There's no, it's not luck. It's not a magic technique. It's just consistency. It's so practical. This is why. Yep. 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 Yeah, it's just such a much more delight to be able to talk about creating your reality from this place than the law of attraction, which was fun for a long time. But boy, oh boy, it was just like people were so obsessed with the wrong stuff. This is so simple. You don't have to explain vibration or energy and all that. You can do it later if they want. 
right? Well, here's how the law of attraction was at work as you were succeeding mm. by just doing this if they want to, but they don't need to know that stuff. And it can be very distracting. No, exactly. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, that's the thing. It's like, I think we're every, we're all looking for the, the quick fix or a magic solution, that silver bullet, and it doesn't exist. And it's sort of, when you realize that it is, it's liberating. Cause then you realize, okay, you know, like that's not out there. What have I got to work with? What can I do right now? And it's empowering knowing that, that we can just actually take control right now. It's not going to be glamorous. It's not going to be an, a quick fix, but we can actually do it. We don't need anyone else to give us permission to do it. We can just do it if we choose to do it. And there's simple steps to do it that anyone can take. But, but yeah, it's like um, what we're talking about. A lot of people don't want to. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Actually hear that because they want the more, you know, mystical, magical sort of yes, sure. solution Absolutely. to everything. It takes, a little, it takes a little bit of the responsibility away from them. And then when it doesn't work, they can blame the messenger of the, of the technique or they can say the law of attraction doesn't work or whatever. Yeah, the, the, responsibility, yeah. the responsibility part is, is big. Thank you so much for supporting Move Your Mind. We're expanding the offerings of the organization and we're tailoring everything we do to suit you guys and to try and answer to all of your needs and the questions that you send in. The book is available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com book. And we've just released the Move Your Mind community. We've currently got a men's community group, a women's community group, a general group. We're gonna be lo loading up other groups and you can find all of the links at moveyourmind.me. This group's been created based on the needs of what we've heard and learnt throughout running Move Your Mind. And we have live events, we've got courses, we've got huge amounts of value, the ability to share information, share ideas, work in groups together to, to grow and share your learnings, to learn about different topics. You get email reminders. There's a whole lot of features in there. We're constantly updating it, and we're so excited to share it with you. You can find all of the information about it at moveyourmind.me. Or you can blame, you know, like, you know, your programming, your upbringing, bad things that have happened to you and, and all that kind of thing. And, you know, the realization after a while is, yes, some people have been through horrible things, a lot of people worse than others. Um, and of course we should try and deal with all of that. But at the end of the day, if we want to blame people and be resentful and talk about everything negative that happens to us, it's actually going to be harming ourselves more than anyone else. Because Absolutely. if we don't actually, yeah, if we don't take control of things, it won't change. No one else is going to freaking do it for us because they've got their own things to deal with. So sitting there being resentful just doesn't work. I've tried it. It, it made me pretty miserable. It sent me in yeah. a deep spiral of depression and <laughs> I, I, I don't thing, want to do that again. No. And the other thing I want to, cause you mentioned quick fix. Let's just reframe what quick is. If you want a quick fix, let's look at your whole life and you take, let's say you take a year or two to learn a new thing, to rewire a year or two out of that whole life. That's pretty quick. If you can get significant mm -hmm. progress, because you were the what, the direction, the trajectory you were on, you never get there, never. 
So you start taking this action and let's say it takes two, three, four years. Great, four years, you're there, you did it. Now you're, the rest of your life is yours and you've learned you can do it so you can just keep evolving and keep evolving and, and not, otherwise you're just gonna go however life takes you. You're gonna continue just to respond and make the same excuses. See why this always happens? This is why I couldn't follow my dream for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah, no, and that, that's so relevant to me and I'm sure a lot of other people where I know in my 20s, you know, until my late 20s, trying to, I was trying to do three, four different businesses at once. I would be able to focus for five seconds, move on to the next thing, I, you know, attention going everywhere. And if there weren't instant results, I'd be impatient because I'm thinking I was actually operating out of anxiety and desperation that, no, if I'm not achieving blah, blah, blah by 30, you know, these visions that, um, then everything's going to be a failure when actually that action prevents you from getting anywhere. Um, and I still battle with it. It's really tough. I've just, you know, I'm very clear now on what I'm sticking to, um, but it is a daily battle for me. Um, and I'm sure for a lot of other people, because I'm having to always think my mind's naturally looking at what else I could have done, could be doing bigger opportunities. And then I have to reel it back and think, no, I've been at this particular pursuit in mental health for a long time. I'm sticking to it for better or worse. Um, but it's so hard to do. And, you know, when money's not coming in and you're investing money into what you're doing and your growth and you, you, you're thinking, it, well, is it going to pay off? And I'm seeing other people do this and that. It's so difficult. You know, again, going back to the world we live in now with um, social media and all the crap that's out there, it's so hard to, to, you know, I have to literally force myself and be accountable, but it's tough. Yes, it is. The, the, the social media stuff is, is like a drug and it's weird. Um, and, but the conversation around how hard it is, we have to be careful about that because when we tell ourselves how hard it is to do this stuff, that's another story we tell ourselves and we just kind of make it a little bit more, a little bit more complicated for us. If we know that, Hey, look, our brain can change. All we have to do this, we can take the hard and all that out of it, um, to some extent. But again, when you're talking about, cause I can so relate to what you're saying about, oh, I want to do a million things. And a lot of it is just because I'm a creative person and I like, I love this. I love this. Exactly. I love this. Exactly. I want to have my hand in a little bit, but that, but there's a, there's a very big difference about where you're coming at it from energetically. So I think if in your example, if you're not focused on the stuff and all the things, again, who do you need to be regardless of what you're doing? Who is that person? What's their priority? What would they most like to do? Right. They're not acting out of desperation. They have clarity. You, so you get to, again, you mm -hmm. imagine yourself as that person. It may take a bit, but you can imagine yourself as that person. And what if you can ask yourself, well, what if I had clarity as that person, what would I focus on the most? And just wait for the answer to show up. Your brain, it's in there. We just got it all confused and, and fear and anxiety clouds things. And, you know, chances are you can probably get through most of the things you want to do in a logical way if you're, but you got to come at it from a different mindset. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, it's like, and it is, it's that, that blessing and curse of being creative. Your mind's wanting to do so many different things, but you know, it, it's, it's that narrative of, often of, I need to, you know, I can't be creative enough until I've got the opportunity that I'm so successful that I can create all these things, but it's actually, it's not true. You can create on, you know, a thousand different levels every day. Like I recently just went and did, I'm in New York at the moment, went and did a community um, play I'd wanted to do one for a long time. And I was like, well, I didn't have to do anything. No one had to give me permission for that. I didn't have to wait till, you know, I'm getting all these different film roles and got momentum behind me. I went and did this thing. 50 people came and saw it. We all did it for free. Um, and it was 
actually the best experience I've ever had in the film industry, better than when I was on a TV show in Australia because it was authentic and real. And I was like, wow, I didn't, you know, I can do it right now. Right. You did what actors do. They go freaking act, right? Regardless. And that's the you thing. Just go and do it. Yeah, you don't. You exactly. Exactly. And that can that can hold true for like, well, when I have time and money, then I'll exercise. And I go, no, you can exercise now. Be There's so many things on the list of, if you ask someone, well, what will you do when you succeed? And they make that list. There's going to be half of those things they could go do. And they need exactly. to go do them because that's what that person does. You don't wait until the outside defines you. You must define yourself to get the outside right. Yeah, no, it's so true. I love that. I love that. Um, I had a bunch of other questions, but um, I, yeah, I guess like I, one thing that resonated as well with what you were saying was, um, you know, we do have a lot of, um, you know, people in positions of power peddling out information that um, I think is not relevant. And even people that I really like, like people like The Rock, Richard Branson, people like that talk about, you know, I sleep three hours a night, I do this, I push harder than anyone else. Um, you know, that can obviously be dangerous, I guess, because we that's not going to work for, for most people. You know, I think if I tried to do what The Rock said to do for one week, I'd probably have a have a mental breakdown. So um, how, do, how do we navigate that, that side of things? Well, I think there's probably some sort of internal intuition that three hours for some for most people that three hours is not enough sleep. And I don't know what The Rock said to do, but he's the freaking rock. I mean, come on, you, you know, you, you got to use a little bit of common sense and, and just know what we know about health. If you're, if you're doubting it, just read a little bit about the power of sleep just alone. Right. Um, but yeah. again, if we, if we look at it holistically, you really can't just to underline what we said before, you can't treat your body like crap and expect for all this to work flawlessly because your brain is a part of the body. It's it, it functions. It needs certain things. It's, it needs a certain environment. It needs certain certain nutrients. It needs rest to do these things that we're talking about to wire the way that you want to. Otherwise, you're pushing it, you're stressing, you get all kinds of this fluid in there that's just a mess. You've got to do the whole thing. This vessel, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying you have to be a bodybuilder or whatever, but you know, this is how you're experiencing the whole planet. And it affects how you look at your your life. I mean, if I can eat, I can eat the wrong thing and my mood changes immediately, right? Like like sugar. If I eat too much sugar, that I'm a different person. And I'm not going to act the same way. I'm not going to be as creative. I'm not going to be as resourceful. I'm not going to make the same decisions. So you can't ignore that stuff and expect for all of this to work. It's a holistic thing. Yeah. It's a great plan. It's, it is. It's holistic. There's no, you know, it's, it's about doing multiple things and, and making sure you're, you know, you again, being honest and aware of everything. So yeah, love all of the, the stuff you're talking about there. Um, we finish every episode with just these five closing questions these can be uh, quick fire sort of answers or whatever comes to mind so um i'll just yeah the first one i'll i'll jump into um uh what did you like most about your childhood that's the first one i think what i appreciate is that i knew what i wanted to do with my life very early like you know, before I was 12, I knew I wanted to go into broadcasting. I knew I wanted to use my voice. I knew I wanted that, that little entertainment thing. Like I respected that part of myself. Um, and I got, and I had the opportunity to play in that space because my dad was in broadcasting. So all of that. So I think just the fun, creative environment, I think is probably my favorite. Like that's what occurred to yeah. me right away. Anyway, so. I love that. Yeah. Love it. Um, 
What do you think is the biggest burden on mental health in society today? Hmm. The biggest burden on mental health. Well, what I see is, and I'm not a mental health professional, but as a coach, I, you know, you, you, you deal with it. And it's, it's really just the, the toxic self-talk that we have predominantly as a society, how we've learned to interpret our feelings of worth, our success, our journey, all of it, and how it's fortified, you know, through the media and all of this stuff. I just think, I think that's, the the exposure that the human brain is getting right now and most people are not aware they're not assessing they're not filtering they're not doing any of that and so it's just we're getting programmed with all kinds of chaotic nonsense and so that results in a chaotic way of being which results in chaotic results and it just begins it's this cycle yeah never-ending cycle 100 percent um what's your personal definition of happiness Mm. That's a great one. Cause I really do believe that's what everybody's after. I, I associate happiness with a peace. Like I think it's personal, yeah. but for me, happiness is, is a sense of, of peace, a sense of, of freedom, you know, to just be able to express uh, without fear, without worry about what other people, without worry of judgment, that kind of stuff, gratitude for whatever, you know, whatever the situation is to be able to be very present you can find happy because to create, I, I, I think that that contentness, that content, that happiness is, is a natural state that has been layered with a lot of distractions and crap. So, and, mm-hmm. and, and we look at the distractions and crap all the time and we give it way too much brain space and we make it mean way too much stuff. So it just, I think I wandered a little bit, but it's just being free of that, you know, just being able to be very present and appreciate what you have. Yeah, I mean, that's the bizarre thing. Like we live in a world where we're, it's always about automating things, creating new technologies, doing all these different things to make our lives easier and more simplified. But then the in turn, that's actually complicating it more. So then we create more technologies to make it even more simplified. And then that complicates it more when we actually had the answer at the very beginning. We don't need any of that crap. It's just the simple things, community, you know, connection, doing stuff you're talking about. It's like, yeah, anyway. Yeah, at, well, the, at the root of it all, we're human beings and we need to express ourselves creatively. And technology can allow us to do that. It can cause it to be complicated. There's just, again, you know, we all know we're more fra- fragmented as a society than probably ever before because of all the input uh, from the internet in its various forms. So it's, you know, we're, this is part of our evolution as, a hu- as humanity, you know, dealing with this quantum change in how our brain is processing information, particularly in the, you know, in the advanced nations, because we don't process information. We like, for example, my kids, they don't learn the same way, or they didn't learn the same way I did. Their brains had learned devices and played games around crafting and very complicated stuff that I never did. They don't learn the same way. And that's causing obviously some problems in the education system, but it, it's all just part of our natural evolution with the bumpiness and the discomfort. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are you most afraid of? A, a lack of uh, losing freedom, losing the ability to go for my dreams, losing the ability to, to create my own reality. And I, I think it's an irrational fear. You know, it's just that to me is like, because that's the human experience. So I don't fear, I don't fear Mm. death. I don't fear death in the same way as I feel like, well, if I'm alive, I want to enjoy it. I want to be able to go for it, you know? 
So I think just losing the ability to explore humanity in its fullest form is probably the fear. No, I, I completely share that with you. It's sort of my biggest fear. And I probably attached that to, to money and think I need to make enough money that no one can ever, you know, tell me I can't do what I need to do because I've got so many things, you know, inside you. But but the reality is we all, you know, we if we choose that we want to do it, no one can stop you. You know, you can do it in a million different ways. So, it's, yes. yeah. Um, so final question here. Um, what are you most proud of? Well, I've stuck with this conversation for 20 plus years of my life. That's pretty good because that was it's the longest thing I've ever done was talking about that. I think, um, I, you know, I've had a hell of a journey. You know, I've, I went through a divorce that really sucked and aftermath of all of that. The, the whole secret thing, although it looks great from the outside, that was a hell of a ride for me as well because I went from being a broadcaster with not really being in the personal development industry to now being kind of alongside Bob Proctor, you know, Jack Canfield, all these people. I'm like, who am I supposed to be? So I took that ride. So I think the fact that I, I made it, I'm still here. I'm, I latched onto the rewiring thing. I'm continuing to evolve. I'm continuing to honor my creativity every day, you know, and in the face of lots of challenges and things like that. So I guess that's it that I just keep going every day and I'm enjoying to the extent that I can, the journey towards the ideal self. I love that answer. Thank you so much for that. And I'm going to add just a number six question here, um, touching on what we actually talked about um, before we started recording, um, which is how, how likely do you think we're we're living in a simulation? I think we're 99.999. <laughs> I, I would just say 100, but, you know, I guess I think <laughs> then I'm crazy, right? But if I just have that 1%, well, he's speculative. But, you know, to me, yeah. it's just it's just the illogical extrapolation of where we're going with technology. I'm in the metaverse space. I've been in virtual reality for a long time. I obsess over AI and synthetic media. I see what we're doing. I see where we're going. And we're not going to stop till we get there. We're not going to stop until we create a simulation. We're not going to stop until we do where the people in the simulation are not aware that they're in it. That's that's because that's how our brain is. We just want to be God. So we're going to do that. Mm. We're going to succeed. So who's to say we didn't already, you know, I mean, why would we think that we're the first iteration of this simulation? So to me, it's just, it's just logical that we're, we're data, but, but that's but, interesting. Yeah. But, but I have to, I, you know, I sometimes have to separate that from, you know, to function in reality because it's like, well, what do you do with that? That this is my biggest question. So let's say we knew for a fact we were, well, what do we do with that? Can we hack the mainframe? Can we do something with that? You know, can we, what, what do we do with that knowledge? That's my question. And, 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 and if we are in one, does it make anything less important than if we weren't? Because we're still experiencing things the same way, aren't we? It's like, exactly. We should still go for our, what if, what if we're a reality creation simulation? And, and the whole purpose is for us to get this right, to create, to perpetually create. I, I don't know. I, who knows? Who knows? But yes, it's right. It's like you don't despair yeah, over yeah. it. You're like, okay, well, let's just play with what we've got. We know these things, the physics of this simulation or this. We know this kind of cause and effect. We know we know that this simulated brain can be rewired and we can so let's just go with it. Let's use this knowledge that we have and create a, an amazing experience for as long as we're here in whatever form it is. So it sort of always circles back to the really the same fundamentals, whether it's a simulation, whether it's you know, believing in religion, whether it's this, that or the other, it's it, all it boils down to is we don't have all the answers. All we know is we're here, we're feeling and experiencing things and we've got to do our best with, with that. That's all we can ever do. You know, we don't have any other answer. Yeah. And we should want to, 
I mean, it's not rather than say, yeah. well, I guess this is it. It's like, hooray, this is it. Right. It's, it's all in, it's all in how you frame things. And that was all set up in your first part of life. Are you yeah. optimistic or are you, do you have to run everything through a sort of a negative filter first? And most people have to run it through some sort of a negative filter. Yeah. Love it. Well, yeah, Bob, thank you so much. I've loved, loved this conversation. I've taken so much out of this and I'm sure our listeners will as well. So appreciate you making the time. Um, if people, if, if they want to look you up or find more about you, um, where can we send them? Super easy to find. Uh, meetbobdoyle.com is sort of the main Bob Doyle hub. It links to all my socials and all the other things I'm into, the coaching, the speaking. And then we have a quiz that helps people to identify their autopilot wiring if they're not aware and give them some tips on how they can tweak that to start the rewiring process in the way they want. Great. And we'll um, we'll have the links um, in, in the show notes for, for the episode. So, yeah, thank you again for making the time mate i love this chat could probably talk to you about all of the simulation stuff for hours but um save that for another time um but yeah appreciate it (laughs) my pleasure thanks to bob doyle for joining me today for movie mind and just another reminder that the movie mind book is now available globally you can find all of the links at nickbrax.com book and the movie mind community group is live we have events programs courses topics can share information it's got a whole lot of features and all you have to do is go to moveyourmind.me thanks again and look forward to speaking to you soon hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com